Hey, it's Tony Bruski from Real Ghost Stories Online. We're at it again, giving away another $500 Amazon gift card. If you want in on this round, all you got to do, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, then shoot me a screenshot of it to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. Very simple. Leave the review, Apple Podcasts, screenshot, send it to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. That's it. You're entered. Very soon, another person is going to win a $500 Amazon gift card as a thank you for that review. Go ahead. Leave it now. Takes like four seconds. We greatly appreciate it. And good luck. This is a Real Ghost Stories Online Extra. Um, hi, my name is Ashley, and I sent an email into your show, but I'm not sure if it was the right one. So I'll just kind of jump right into it, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. So I'm kind of just going to use my email as a guide through the story because there's a lot <clears throat> that took place during this time in my life, and I don't want to leave anything out. So um, if I start to ramble... I apologize. So, um, I, in my email, I included a screenshot of the house that all of this took place at in case you um, kind of want to get a picture for where this all took place. You can just look at my email. Um, so, I'm originally from West Palm Beach, Florida, and this all kind of took place in a very, very small uh, two-bedroom house. My grandparents actually owned the house, and there was a huge lot that it was on, which in the area that this house was in was kind of rare. Um, at the time, they were renting it out to some tenants, and they turned out to be drug addicts, basically, and were destroying the house and not paying rent. So they were evicted around the same time that my family actually needed a place to live. So we kind of made an agreement with them that they would forego a rent payment for a while if we agreed to remodel the house ourselves. Um, When we got there, it was just dilapidated. Um, The house had so much potential, and it had just been basically left in shambles. Um, It was infested with roaches. Um, The floor, the walls the ceiling, everything had been kind of torn up and there was a weird smell in the air, almost of chemicals. Anyway, um, it took us a few months to remodel this house. I helped my stepdad and my mother. And the day that we arrived and kind of surveyed surveyed the damage, um, since there was only two bedrooms, one being very small and one being much bigger, my parents obviously got the bigger room and I got the smaller room in the front of the house and I actually had to share it with my little sister. <clears throat> so um, the first red flag, I guess, was the fact that the door that was to become my room, the door to it um, was locked from the inside. And we had to, well, my stepdad basically had to take an ax to the door to get in um wasn't that big a deal since we were going to replace it anyway. And the floor had been ripped up down beyond the carpet padding, and there was kind of a thick smell of something unidentifiable rotting. That's the only way I can describe it. Um, 
the ceiling had been carved into with what appeared to be maybe a nail or fingernails. And there were short sentences scattered like all over the ceiling, um, such as, hello, I am here, or it is warm. Those are the two that stick out to me the most. And I mean, they took up the entirety of the ceiling. It was crazy. Um, the closet door also stuck out to me because it had been ripped off of the hinges and there was kind of like a small sheet hanging over the opening and on the sheet was a thick brown and sticky stain that covered the whole thing. Um, nothing was in the closet, but it just felt kind of weird in there. And just for a little background, um, since it's South Florida and it's an old house. A lot of the houses are completely or partially above the ground. Um, to my knowledge, there's not really any benefit to this. Um, sometimes it helps maintain the integrity of the house since the town that I lived in was below sea level. <clears throat> it also made it easier to repair the house um, without having to completely tear it down to the foundation. So, that being said, when you're walking on the floor of a house that has been raised, your footsteps are a lot louder than a normal house. So anyway, after we fixed up the house, we moved in a few months later, and I went to a school right around the corner, and we just kind of began to settle in. Um, this was my mom's first home. She had just gotten married to my stepdad, and we were just, you know, making it our own. Um, she was there was a weird empty space next to my room that my mom, uh, the wall was in the office, and we also collectively uh, fenced the yard so we could get a dog. About eight months into living at this house, strange things began to happen to me. Um, I would come home from school and things would be missing in my room. I've always been really particular about where I keep things, um, especially with my little sister. Um, I always kept things out of her reach and things like necklaces, books, um, even a pair of rollerblades went missing in my room. And I felt like I was going crazy, but I kind of just wrote it off thinking that maybe my sister was somehow managing to mess with me and I was just kind of like adjusting into settling into the new home. I was also getting really intense and terrifying nightmares. Um, I started to uh, begin to suffer what I now know is called um, exploding head syndrome, which is basically when you start to fall asleep and you can hear either loud noises or people screaming um, in your ear, and that will result in you jolting yourself awake um, and not being able to ever really fall asleep. So all in all, I'm, I'm not doing so well. Um, so back to my stepdad, he was a really great guy, very good to us, very kind of old school, honest kind of guy. Um, he was a chronic skeptic, you know, um, didn't believe in God, doesn't believe in ghosts, doesn't believe in aliens, nothing. Um, one day, however, when I got home from school, he was standing in the kitchen almost as if he had been completely thrown off by something. Um, once I walked up to him in the kitchen, he looked horrified. Uh, I asked him what, the, what was the matter, and he asked me if I had just gotten home. 
At which I replied, yeah, why? Uh, at that point, he just shook his head and waved me away, but I could tell something was off. Um, a few days later, he approached me when I was walking my dog, and very nervously, he admitted that he was hearing things in the house and seeing things. At night, he would hear someone running through the house, and at first, he thought it might have been me, but one night, he inspected the noises and found that my sister and I were fast asleep. The noises and footsteps soon turned into laughter and talking. Um, the laughter would be that of a small child. And he said that he would only hear it coming from our end of the house. And if he, you know, left his room to inspect it further, the laughing would get louder despite seeing both my sister and I in our beds asleep. Uh, the day that I had arrived home from school and startled him in the kitchen, he had seemed kind of off because he could hear my voice talking in the other room, apparently, before I had even arrived home. So, of course, this disturbed me. It was absolutely out of his character to admit something like this to me, and it stuck with me just the rest of the day. I have always been a heavy sleeper despite having the nightmares, and it surprised me that none of this wasn't waking me up until that night. I was laying in bed trying to fall asleep, and my TV turned off. I thought I had maybe rolled onto the remote, but after searching through my sheets, I saw it sitting on top of the TV. I freaked out, of course, and jumped up and turned it off, and it turned back on. This went back and forth for about half an hour until eventually I felt like I was going insane, bad some kind of unseen force, and just unplugged the TV, and it stopped. A few hours later, in the early morning, I suddenly jolted awake. I was drenched in sweat, and my ears were ringing very loudly. I was very frightened for some reason, thinking maybe did I just have a nightmare that I couldn't remember. I laid back down, and I tried to shake the feeling that, that something was wrong. I mean, I was terrified, but I couldn't figure out why. And suddenly, I heard something scratching at my door, the entirety of my door, from top to bottom, without stopping or lifting up. And it sounded like long fingernails or long claws. I tried to close my eyes thinking, oh, my God, like, this cannot be happening, and I tried to push it out, push it out of my surroundings, if that makes sense, wishing and hoping that it just wasn't really happening, and the scratching stopped and turned into knocks, faster and faster until it woke up my mother and my stepdad. I screamed with my hands over my ears, and it stopped. This went on almost every night for over a year. I barely slept. And it seemed like the more exhausted I got, the stronger the experience would be. The knocks would go louder, the scratching would be increasingly aggressive, and eventually I took my door off the hinges so I could sleep. And this turned out to be a horrible mistake. The first night I didn't have a door was probably like the climax of my experience um, for me personally. And around midnight, I felt something enter my room. I can't really explain it, but it was like the air felt heavier. Something really ominous was 
around us. And even talking about it right now, I have goosebumps because I'll never, ever, ever forget that feeling. I was terrified, and it seemed like this took up my entire room again and was suffocating me. I sat up, and again, my ears started to ring. Then suddenly it stopped, and all of a sudden my remote flew off of my bed. It was right next to me, and a very intense heaviness sat on the end of my bed. I felt it on the end of my bed. I crawled away from it, and almost at the same time, my little sister woke up and started to scream, was becoming agitated. The heaviness then kind of lifted off of my bed, and the room went from intensely cold to insanely hot within seconds. We ran out of the room and into the living room, and there was stuff scattered all over the floor, remote keychains and school books, all things of mine that had periodically wound up missing over the past couple of months. I was so panicked that all I could think to do was to run outside. This actually went on a few more times, believe it or not, and then we eventually moved out and into an apartment. Even when we were packing, we would leave the room and come back to find our boxes reopened, and a lot of personal items of mine went missing, and I was never able to relocate them. Um, I don't know what was in that house, but it was angry. And even telling the story, I can feel that anger resonate. Um, I should tell all of you that my sister is mentally disabled, um, and she doesn't really know how to lie. She would later tell me that the little girl in the house would always try and talk to her when she was in the bathroom. And she always said a man in a hat was standing by me and that he was angry. I'll leave my story at this point. And if you have any questions, you can call me or email me. Um, But this is something that I've wanted to share for a long time. It's something that lives with me to this day. And I can't think of a better place to share this. If you want more real ghost stories and access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up now at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories.